Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There's an eye formation. Second down goal inside the two of Detroit. Purdy under center. Snap, spin, handoff. McCaffrey, touchdown over the guard. Boring his way through for six. What a comeback by San Francisco. Now late in the third quarter, they've come all the way back. Kevin Harlan on Westwood One. Who else? Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. The 49ers overcome a 17-point deficit. They are going back to the Super Bowl, get a rematch against the Kansas City Chiefs. I get it. This whole season and maybe the rest of his career Everyone will be looking at Brock Purdy in every game and wondering, what am I watching with this guy? And we, what talk, do you mean? we talked about in the divisional round, he really didn't play a very good game at all, but put together an incredible final drive to put away the Green Bay Packers. Yesterday, you saw a little bit of the same, not a weather issue, of course, but throwing the interception in the first half uh, didn't look like he was playing that great. And then in the second half of this game, where basically everything came together to conspire against the Lions. Brock Purdy also put together one of his best halves. And and how he did it, Perloff, was actually with his feet even more than throwing the ball. His scrambles and scrambling for first downs was the engine that kept the 49ers comeback alive. I don't think that he made the most, most important play of the game, that was Brandon Ayuk and the miracle catch that he had to put the 49ers at the goal line. But Purdy's ability to improvise is one of the main reasons that they are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, and by the way, he's been doing that all year long, which is funny because he gets his reputation as a game manager or a system quarterback. The guy's made way more plays with his feet than people realize. Gets out of tackles all the time. He's also a bit risky. You know, you saw him throw the interception in the first half, which was a tip, uh, and then probably what should have been another one. He actually was not that bad in the first half. I think they – remember, they drove down, and Jake Moody, who is a gigantic weakness for their team, the yeah, Niners which, kicker. By the way, I, 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 he missed that first kick. I was like, why did the 49ers never do anything about this? I know. Well, they drafted him. I think they were trying to rationalize that draft pick. Wow. So they missed that. Then Purdy, I think they scored – I think the Lions they, scored. The Lions scored. I think the Niners scored again. You're right. And then Purdy just didn't – he didn't have a lot of chances in the first half, never got his rhythm because, the Lions, to me, the Lions' offense was the story of the first half. They just could – they could not stop them on third down. The Niners' defense looks like a big weakness. So, Purdy was what he was all year. I, I think he was not quite MVP level, 
But I think he was Pro Bowl level, and I, I think he's going to be this way the rest of his career. I think he's a really good quarterback. Listen, I give him the credit for the scrambles, but you're talking about you came out of the of half. You're down 24-7. You have to come away with points there, right? If you're going to have any kind of anatomy of a comeback, you must come away with points. They go on a nine-play drive where Debo Samuel did a lot of the heavy lifting on that drive. That's where they went to Debo, and he was excellent. You kick the field goal. Then you have the four, the Lions turn over on downs. You go down and score a touchdown, and then that was the Brandon Ayuk play, that touchdown. I mean, that play, Perloff, is the game to me. And they they score, and then literally the first play on the next drive for the Lions is a fumble. And Jameer Gibbs had been awesome, and maybe that took some of his confidence away because he had been just a – just wrecking guys. He was killing the 49ers in the first half. And maybe that fumble sort of, I don't know, jarred him a little bit. He's a rookie, obviously. Absolutely. So let me ask you this question, Maggie. Yeah. What do you, what does Brock Purdy have to do to convince you that he is a legit star? I, I'm not saying that he's not a star and I'm not saying that he is not a good quarterback or that you can't win a Super Bowl with him. So, okay. So those are all the things. And that's not good enough for people. He's a star. He can win a Super Bowl. So, okay, so we're putting Brock Purdy top eight quarterbacks in the NFL. You're fine with all that. I just want to get I want to get the line because you have been uh, not anti-Purdy necessarily, but you've been a little cooler on Purdy than I have. It's just the MVP talk. It was just the MVP talk. Okay. And then the Purdyites and the Purdy people come after you if you don't think that he is actually an MVP. Or well, should I don't be even, an MVP well, no, candidate. no, Purdy. I think he should be the MVP now, right? I mean, nobody's settled on Brock Purdy's MVP. Well, I mean, up until that game against the Ravens late in the season, yeah, yeah, yeah. he threw the four picks. But up until that moment, right. yes, I think. Well, I think if he wins that game, he's the MVP. But he lost that game, so <laughs> Lamar's the MVP. <laughs> right. That was a mano a mano battle for MVP, and he threw four picks. And he threw four picks, but that 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 I just couldn't get up. I I, I come right up to the line with Purdy, but I couldn't get there with MVP because I'm watching all the other amazing weapons, and I get called a hater for that. So I'm giving Purdy the credit. What else are you going to say about his second half? It was his feet. It was his legs. Good for him. He had, when plays broke down and when he needed to show the toughness, he was there. And and the thing is, he'd been doing that all year long. He'd been breaking tackles and making plays, also pushing the ball downfield. His numbers are really, really good pushing the ball downfield. He is not this little guy who's just – kind of winning because of all the talent around him. I, I think he's much more. And also, his poise is definitely a thing. Like, in the fourth quarter, when it, if it gets down to Mahomes versus Purdy and Purdy gets his interception out of the way, I am. I think he has the stuff to be calm and cool in the biggest moment. Listen, he does have the poise, but I would love to have taken a, you know, poll of 49er fans when you're down 24-7 at half and thinking, oh, no. We're, this is all going to be on Brock Purdy to try to lead us back here. Now, again, I think a lot of factors contributed because that Brandon IU catch, I cannot overstate the importance of that catch because that also could have been an interception. It was so close. It was through the defender's hands, and IU comes up with the play of all plays, and that was risky. I also think that Purdy puts his receivers in a tough spot a lot of times. I mean, you had Jawan Jennings get you know, checked out for a concussion. I think he leaves guys uh, in this day and age in 2024. I think sometimes he can leave his receivers open to harm to be put in harm's way. Yeah. I wonder if that's a Kyle Shanahan thing too, because uh, as I recall, Jimmy G threw a lot over the middle and a lot of his guys got blown up. 
But uh, regardless, it is a team game, and you are right that Purdy has a lot of guys around him. You saw George Kittle and Debo. I, you're right. Ayuk was Ayuk's a star, and McCaffrey was good. To me, if there's one player that made the difference, it was Debo Samuel, and just his toughness, and just you know, if if it's third and two, and he has the ball on the wing, and there's two defenders in front of him, you know that's a first down. Yeah. It's an incredible security blanket. You kind of saw Purdy. I, I liked your point. Purdy saw and came out in the second half and said, "I'm going to Debo. He's my guy." It's a security blanket, and it's really the key to everything the Niners do, even more than McCaffrey, I would say. Yeah, he picks up all the yards after the catch. It's it's amazing. 855-212-4CBS. Uh, Leland is in Sacramento. Good morning, Leland. Hey, good morning, Maggie and Perloff. Wow, what a, night, a nail-biter yesterday. Oh, wow. Amazing. So a um, couple things. Um, you don't really have anything to disagree with anything either of you are saying. But um, I do want to talk about what or how the 49ers got into – the position they were in at the end of the first half. You know, I, I kept watching that game, and, and I think, you know, I think I called it last week saying, man, I'm just seeing so many arms, outstretched arms for the 49ers, you know, missing tackles. Oh. I remember yep. uh, yesterday, Fred Warner getting juked out of his jock more than <laughs> a few times, missing tackles. Oh, the Jameer Gibbs then, one was terrible, though. That was a Chase Young barely putting his arm out there. And to their credit, you know, they stiffened up in the second half. Yeah, yeah, they did. And, and you know, in, in the first half, I was so upset. I had to get out of the house and go for a walk during <laughs> halftime. I didn't even watch TV. Uh, <laughs> That's healthy. Here's, where, uh, here's, here's what I saw. And maybe you guys, I think you guys saw it too. I saw Chase Young giving up his edge assignment more than one yeah. time. And, and it seemed like he was just dogging it. He wasn't even running to the ball. He was uh, that a, happened he, to Randy. Leland, he's go been ahead. a disaster since he got there. That was a huge detriment to this defense. I, I, I read some oh. metrics on him coming in. He has been he's been mediocre at best. And I I agree. It's like his lack of effort yeah. kind of rubs off on the rest of the defense. I do not like him being there at all for the Super no, Bowl. No, no, I don't like I, I was like, I hope they bench this guy. And then uh Wendy Gregory, I saw him get nailed on the edge a few times. And my guy, Nick Bosa, he got blocked several times and if, if they don't change that, I don't see them going past uh, Kansas City at all. And I'm a 49er fan. I'm just being realistic. Yeah. So g- circling back to coaching, what is suspect with the plan that Wilk gets together and starts the next game out? Because they can't do it the same way. Are no, the- Leland. I you, Mahomes and the Chiefs. You're, you're down by three scores against Mahomes. Good night. It's an, you're not coming back from that. Thank you so much for the phone call and good luck to your 49ers and hope to hear from you. Before the game, I mean, the, this is what I can't tell with the 49ers defense. How much better did they get in the second half? Or did the oh. Lions just sort of give them some really favorable stuff? I mean, I mean, Lions did move the ball a little in the second half. Well, they and they went down and scored yeah. a touchdown, which and I felt took like a little too long. Goff was still hitting guys. Uh, I'm not sure that defense stepped up. I felt like Bosa made a few plays, by the way. I, uh, he obviously had two big sacks on Goff. So I'm not sure that back to back sex. I'm not sure I put that on Bosa, but there is something Steve Wilkes, obviously, I mean, he's obviously a downgrade from D'Amico Ryan's. There's no doubt about it. This defense went from elite top two 
to I don't know what they are right now. Well, they did get a lot of praise from Greg Olson on the broadcast for the fourth and three where they got Jared Goff on the run and he missed the throw because he said they presented like they were in man-to-man, but they were actually in zone and they really confused Goff there. So I mean, they let up to Wilkes, 31 but... points at home. There's, oh, uh, there's no praise to be had for the defensive coordinator. Uh, Eric is in San Fran. Good morning, Eric. Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking the call. Um, and if I'm a big Niners fan, longtime Niners fan, um, if they lose the Super Bowl, it's going to be on that side of the ball. I really think that. Uh, there's so much hate being thrown at Brock, and I just I think we miss that this guy has pe- played now, what, 18 or 19 regular season games? Yep. And he struggles early in games. Yes, he makes some bad decisions. He's still a young kid. Got great weapons around him. But we also have to see towards the end of most games – he steps up as a game, and like we come, we've got a great history of, of quarterbacks here in San Francisco. We forget lots of games Montana threw three and four picks. We forget Steve Young's struggles. I mean, this is a good young kid, and yeah. yep, he's got good talent. He doesn't have a great offensive line. He's got one star on the offensive line, but this team can be better. They certainly can play better. We saw that the momentum swing yesterday in the second half of the game, maybe some bad Detroit decisions. Right. Our uh, coaching decisions, but this and team has breaks. Yeah, you know, some breaks that started going the 49ers' way. I mean, yeah. that all, you need all that stuff for a comeback. I'm not denigrating the comeback for that, Eric. Thank you so much for the phone call. Here's the thing about the Purdy stuff. It's so this is it's almost like politics. Like we see as we see things two different ways. If I say Purdy's really good, but he's not the MVP, that's Purdy hate. Where I see that is that's pretty praise, okay? I'm saying that he's good enough to win a Super Bowl. I'm saying that he made plays with his legs yesterday that kept the comeback alive. I'm giving, I'm just telling you what happened. But by saying that he's not an MVP, then I'm a Purdy hater. I don't get that. I don't see where that comes from. How am I hating on him when I'm giving him credit for the comeback? And I'm saying that he, I'm, I'm, I'm outlining his role in the comeback. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying he's not the MVP of the league. Well, I'm not sure we're in the conference championship game. I'm not sure where the MVP comes into this. So well, that's the that was that was the whole thing about where I couldn't get there with Purdy as the yeah. MVP, and it's being looked I at. I mean, as to be totally honest though, I, and he I didn't felt, play well in the divisional round. Guys. I felt yes, exactly. I feel like you did sneak in some negative stuff about Purdy. Did he play well in the divisional round? I think the reason you said he was the MVP no. is because you said, and many people thought that it was really other players on the Niners' offense that was carrying. The offense. Right. So I think that was that's the the logical conceit here, and I think there there probably is some of that to be true. But I think once you say that, you're sort of stuck in that position that it's really McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle, which is not a bad place Ayuk, to be. Ayuk, this should yeah. be forever heretofore be known as the Brandon Ayuk game. So why can't you just admit that you think uh, that Brock Purdy is living off all these talented players by saying he's not the MVP? I think I'm implying that. Yes, but I think there's degrees here. So do you think? You know, you can't say he's a very, very good quarterback and then he's relying on other players. The two might not sit together well. Okay, so I don't know. I I actually don't think he's a very, very, very good quarterback. There you go. I think he's a good quarterback, especially for this team. And if he was on the Panthers this year, I think it would have been rough. So now you can understand why people think that. Maybe. Meanwhile, we have a a bet going, by the way, where I've put my Purdy stuff on the line here. I've put, I don't say my money where my mouth is, but... If the 49ers win the Super Bowl, 
I've got to wear the Brock Purdy for MVP shirt for a month. Oof. That was Eric in Portland who sent that to us. I mean, honestly, it, Brock Purdy was going to have to earn it in this game against the Chiefs. <laughs> I think uh, if he if they do win this game, it's got to be because of him to a large extent. He can't rely on this out. In this game, I, I think you'll earn that T-shirt if the Niners win. <laughs> David is in Maryland, wants to flip over to the AFC Championship game. David, I have to imagine it's got to be a pretty pretty bad morning in Maryland. How you doing, dude? Not too bad. Actually, not because actually I kind of figured it would be this way. Okay. And first of all, because of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And don't get me wrong, I have nothing against either one of those, Travis Kelsey or Taylor Swift. But at the same time, I don't believe the NFL should have set this game up just because of her, even though I personally don't have anything against her. Actually, I like some of her music, but, you know, as far as setting games up, just for them, I think that was the wrong thing to do, and it sends a bad message for the integrity of the game to Roger Goodell, the referees, Vegas, and everybody else. Because uh, so, David, you I, think I really, this was rigged to get Dale, Taylor Swift's appearance at the Super Bowl? And like I said, I don't have anything against a girl. You know, right. uh, I mean, you know, that's fine and dandy. You know, but as far as you know, I mean, the rigging games. I mean, I think I mean it's. And I'm not saying just this game. I, I know it's pretty prevalent in football. It's kind of like Vince McMahon's WWE. They already determine the outcome. And that kind of, <laughs> it, it kind of, and I, I don't get me wrong. I used like to that. watch WWE too, and Vince McMahon and all of them on there. I used to watch that. But you know, then what I learned later in life, when I got older, I realized it's so fake. It's not even fun anymore. You know, I like the games just to be like. You Wait, know, when David, you're in high hold on one second. College, though. I just want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly. College, you know, the games are you know more. Wait, fun. David, hold on one sec. Good. Pal, I just want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly. You 100% believe that this game, the AFC Championship game, was rigged to satisfy, not because Taylor Swift said to do it, but because the NFL wants Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl cheering on Kelsey. Right. I, I, I do agree with that. So that's why I'm really not ticked off this morning. You know, I know a lot of Ravens fans might be ticked off, but really I'm not ticked off because I kind of expected. I was telling my wife that, and she was saying the what same thing. What was the play or the call? What was the call that you thought? handed this game to the Chiefs? I mean, there were so many ridiculous calls. And then the Ravens even got a taunting call, I believe, like yeah. a 15-yard penalty or something like that when they hit the guy. I mean, they just need to let the players play. You yeah. know, don't be calling all these penalties. Don't let the refs decide who wins and loses. Yeah. And I'm not David. saying this game either. You know, there's been a lot of games this year that the referees especially, and I'm not even a Detroit or Dallas sure, fan, sure. but I remember a game earlier this year, I think it was Detroit and Dallas down yeah. in Dallas. The big one about the, the two-point conversion. Yeah, David, thank point, you so much for the phone call. I, stolen from That was just wrong to do that, you know. David, I'm sorry about your Ravens, although you say, and thank you for the phone call, uh, that you were expecting it. See, this is the thing about the Taylor Swift, the fait accompli, if you will. Yeah. Besides the taunting call. Yep. Which they end up scoring on that drive anyway. So, besides the taunting call, what else could you point to? There actually uh, were 12 men on the field. There was maybe a pass interference on Isaiah Likely. Well, or or that one they definitely should have called because he clearly hooked him. Yeah. That was, that's that was the easiest. One. And the official had his eyes right on it. Also, I think on the interception that Lamar threw, uh, there was a, an interesting discussion which baffled me uh, where they said, obviously, the Ravens receiver got interfered with probably didn't actually impact the play. Yeah. But then Gene's like, well, I think he got there after the interception. As Gene Serator, the uh, CBS officiating analyst, is saying that, you clearly see the Ravens receiver get tackled one second before the interception. So you could have called P.I. there as well. It's a hard call to make. Trust me, when you throw the ball into three defenders, no one's going to call that. But that was technically pass interference. Yeah, okay. I mean, 
there were a couple crazy call, not crazy calls. There were a couple big calls that happened in that game. Besides the taunting, though, also, which I hated, I don't know what else they really got. And the passenger interference about with the, the hook. The likely call was, but that was, was a big deal. It was a big deal. Also, they could have called offsetting on Kyle Van Noy and Travis Kelsey. Right, right. That, that uh, was that, that was thirty penalty yards and one drive. But I gotta tell you, they did. Uh, the, the game was getting out of control. Kansas City was driving down to take a lead that would have put the game out of business, and they called one pretty dubious holding call on the Chiefs that took them out of field goal range. So I was like, ooh, maybe they want this game to be, uh, at least keep the eyeballs on CBS for a little while longer. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. I said that they had, uh, they scored on the taunting, after the taunting penalty, but they did not, did they? Uh, what? So Zay they were Flowers down at the 20. got called for taunting, and then. Oh, that was the, was that the interception And drive? that ended up being the fumble. Oh, okay. That yeah. ended up being, yeah, okay. I'm sorry about that. So, no, it was, it was a big. Well, actually, the but your point was valid. I don't think that impacted the drive because they got down to the one yard line and fumbled the ball and fumbled the ball through <laughs> yeah. the end zone. Which again, it's just the brutal mistakes. And again, like I, I'm, I'm here for all the Taylor Swift conspiracy theories. But I was watching that game yesterday. It was really just that likely pass interference. I thought, oh, all right, maybe they're handing this to them. But no, I, I can't buy that. I do. I but I do believe a lot of people think that there is something going on here. I think as a society, maybe we err too much to the side of conspiracy theories. <laughs> you think? 855-212-4CBS, <laughs> 855-212-4227. Speaking of that 49, excuse me, that Chiefs-Ravens game, how much blame should Lamar Jackson get for coming up short against the Chiefs? We dive in next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Stream the NFL and Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Welcome back to Maggie Perloff. I got to tell you one thing. The Lions are going to be back here, Maggie. So as bad as yesterday was, this is going to be a learning experience for the coach and the team, because they are absolutely stacked. They're basically, they built their team exactly like the 49ers. They have probably five Hall of Famers. I know that sounds crazy. They have the best left tackle in football, Penny Sewell. Sam Laporta is going to be the next Travis Kelsey. Jameer Gibbs, I don't even know what he is. He's a, a new thing that we haven't seen. And they have the star pass rusher, Naden Hutchinson. Everything is here. Once Dan Campbell cuts the crap and starts to, <laughs> starts to kick field goals, this Lions team is going to be in the Super Bowl, and I'm so secure about that. So when Dan Campbell has gone for it on fourth downs with the team leading, okay, which is what was happening yesterday when he was going for these fourth downs, they have been successful on 71% of those of those calls. I mean, it's not like – that's good, by the way. That's really good. Do you have a distance on those? I do not have a distance on them. Because a lot of those could be fourth and one. Where yeah, they but they don't push-push. It's not Regardless, like they're Eagles. I, oh, by the way, it's not like the QB sneak did work 90% of the time before the tush-push. A lot of those could have been fourth and one. I think the tush-push is 90%, and uh, the regular fourth and one sneak's like 83%. So it's not that big a deal. I'm just saying, it, it, to say that it was going to be a no-doubt, uh, you know, hitting 47-yarders and hitting 45-yarders, that that's not... The extra point is basically a 45-yard field goal now. That is a no doubt. As long as there's not wind, that is an easy field goal in the NFL. Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. How about the players just execute the play? Adrian's in Maryland. 
has a thought on Brock Purdy. Hey, Adrian, what's up? Hey, guys. Good morning, guys. Uh, happy Monday. Got a couple things, if you don't mind. Um, first thing is this Brock Purdy thing is <clears throat> let's not forget against Green Bay. It should have been a pick six earlier in the game. Yeah. Last week and, and against Green Bay, they missed the field goal. So he's getting he's – getting, uh, they're letting him off the hook quite a bit. This, this game against Detroit, Dan Campbell – doesn't take the three points. Like I told one of my friends, it's like a basketball game. You trade points with them every time, and the clock's going to eventually run out on the team that's losing. So that's, that was on Dan Campbell. Also, Brandon Ayuk had 68 yards, and 52 of them won. 52 of those came on that one play. Oh, yeah. So, Before that play, he was one ta- What he had one catch for 11 yards. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so we saying Brock Purdy is this game changer, and he was doing all this. He got helped out a lot, and the Gibbs fumble made it a short field. So definitely, let's 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 let's, let's call a spade a spade. If he, if they're playing against Andy Reid, they're probably getting blown out, and he's and Andy Reid's not making those dumb mistakes. Adrian, with, with Dan, with I'm Dan with you. Campbell, I'm with you and, on this. And, and people get and I get labeled, and you'll get labeled as a Purdy hater. But just let's point out. The biggest play in the game last night in the NFC Championship game was the Brandon Ayuk play. That was the biggest play. That was what turned it. That was the momentum shifter. And then add on the Jameer Gibbs fumble the next drive. I, that's it. Right, right. Hey, let me let me ask, let me ask you guys this question. Sure. They threw a flag on that Brandon Ayuk catch. Mm-hmm. Do they pick it up if he doesn't catch it or it's intercepted? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they they did pick up the flag. Yeah, what was it? actually? Oh, and I was just thinking about it. what was the call? Was it pass interference on the Lions? They never said the call. They said it was going to be pass interference on the Lions. Yeah, yeah. I was I wondering. Thought, I, I don't think. I, I don't think. TV. Was it holding or pass interference? So that's they the question. Too. Pass inter- pass they said there was no foul. The ball, right. The right. But they were going. If he didn't catch it, I think they probably were going to in general because there was minimal contact. I don't know. I mean, they. I thought that DB. How often do they pick up PI flags, though? I thought the DB had more right to that ball than Ayuk did. He should have intercepted it. I, I thought. Right, right. It, it would hit off his helmet. So, like I said, this this party thing of he's doing this, he's doing that. We got to slow down on that. We got to slow down on that. He's getting a lot of help from the other team. Listen, Adrian, I'll give the credit where it's due. Thank you for the phone call, Purdy. Kept drives going with his legs in the second half. Okay. he that That is a big part of his game, and he displayed it. It's it's a That's a positive thing. But this is a full total implosion, I thought, by the Lions. And some lucky breaks also by the 49ers that they took advantage of, right? They didn't give the game back to the Lions. Um, quickly, Anthony is in Myrtle Beach. Anthony. What's going on, guys? We're great. How you doing? You know me. Every day is a good day. <laughs> well, we do know you. So what's on your mind? Well, regardless of what happened, I think the world's going to be uh, 49ers fans. We're tired of the Chiefs. It's probably pretty safe to say. But after all said and done, I'm the biggest winner because Maggie and Perloff are finally back on my radio station this morning. They got rid of the other one they replaced you with by me. Yes. So happy to hear you guys. I didn't, we didn't know that. Anthony, thank you for the great news. Well, here we are. We're back up. Back in Myrtle Beach. Get, get the band back together. Let's go. We're here. We're going. <laughs> let's, let's hit the closest Piggly Wiggly and get 18 holes in. Let's do this thing. 
There you go. <laughs> Anthony, thank you for the phone call. All right. Back in Myrtle Beach. We love Myrtle Beach. That was my first ever spring break was in Myrtle Beach. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh is right. Oh, got my, got wow. my fake ID taken. Uh, Andrew <laughs> Bogish is here and never held it against him. Uh, good morning, Bogish. Uh, good morning. So if Pete thinks the Niners win the Super Bowl too much, wait till he gets a hold of the Chiefs four <laughs> in five seasons Thanks to yesterday's 17-10 thumper in Baltimore, it doesn't feel like too many for Patrick Mahomes. You never know how many you're going to get to um, if you're, or if you're going to get to any. Um, and so it truly is special. Mahomes 2-1 and one so far in the Super Bowl, including number 54 against the Niners. He'll see them again in Vegas in two weeks after engineering two quick TD drives yesterday, then letting the defense suffocate Lamar Jackson and his Ravens. John Harbaugh's team put 34 points on Houston in the divisional round. We had a couple opportunities to score down there. We didn't get the touchdowns. I mean, it was really a defensive struggle if you step back and look at the whole game. And uh, they were able to score the points, and we weren't. Zay Flowers fumbling at the goal line. Lamar picked off in the end zone. His Ravens now 2-4 and four in the postseason when he's under center. He has eight turnovers in those games. The team scores just 10.5 points per contest. The Niners scored the first 27 points of the second half yesterday, turning that 24-7 Lions halftime lead into a 34-31 win. It's usually Kyle Shanahan's team wasting big leads. The guys didn't want today to be the last day, and we put ourselves in a hole, but they played like it in the second half, and... We were able to get the ball to bounce the right way, and we made up for what we did in the first half. And, of course, the Lions fumbling, dropping critical passes, and the multiple debatable fourth-down gambles all factor in Mm. as well. Losers. Yesterday, apparently a good day to pick your offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, now has the full-time gig in Buffalo to replacing Ken Dorsey in November. Dorsey's now the Browns O.C., And new Falcons head coach Raheem Morris is bringing Rams QB coach Zach Robinson with him to run Atlanta's offense. The other day, 62 points from Devin Booker were not enough for the Suns. Last night, neither was 44. Phoenix losing in Orlando, 113-98, scoring just 13 points in the final period. In the afternoon, the Pistons got win number six for the season. (laughs) On January 28th, they're 6-40. winners over the Thunder. Who had all of their players, I think, including Chet Holmgren, available for that game, and yet they lost to the Pistons. <laughs> At least Pete's laughing. Hockey last <laughs> night. Cracking. So bad. <laughs> Dynamite analysis. Oh, <laughs> what page of enough of these people are the Pistons on? <laughs> that made me laugh. That whole sequence there made me laugh. Thank you very much. Bloody, you're America's dad watching sports. <laughs> yeah. I feel wow. like my dad reacts exactly as you do on all sports topics. I take, can, take that as a compliment. Thank you. I can see Bilotti, but the kind of person who is sitting watching the game, you know, says to the TV, big third down here. Yeah, I do. I talk to, I talk to the TV. Big third down here. I talk to the TV. I walk around. Oh, of course you walk around. Yeah. My, I get that. If, my, if the Eagles get a first down, my dad's not in the room. He's not seeing another thing the rest of the game. He is the most superstitious sports fan ever. Okay. All dads are. But that's not my, and not even my teams. That's what I was going to get to. That's about the Eagles. This is what Pete does for all games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Locked in the bathroom right. because the 49ers kicked a field goal? The, Met, the Mets, I'm in another house. Yeah, Dan Campbell's not. Imagine if Dan Campbell was his head coach and he did that oh, last oh. night. 
Yeah. I, I'd be out today. Uh, I would Pete, not. I'm surprised you didn't go on one. You know those cruises you can take for like three years? Oh, right. <laughs> I've been reading a lot about those. <laughs> and you become like uh, popular on social media. They follow you around. I Pete think, would have to do that if he was a Lions fan. I think if the Mets ever made it back to the World <laughs> Series, Pete would just have to go on a three-year cruise. That's right. On an island you, to think. You wow. always wanted to hit every continent. Right. Wow. right. Well, you, a lot of walking. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of thinking, a lot of discussing. Wow. At least in that one, you're in good shape. But, Mets are not going to the World Series. Aww. With your luck, though, you would go on the on the ship, on the trip, to miss the heartbreak or to deal with the heartbreak. While you were gone, they the win. Mets, Jets, and Islanders would all win, and you yeah. wouldn't know about it. That's right. For yeah. sure. I, there'd, be no, there'd be no TV wherever I was. You'd be like stuck a... in an ice floe in the Arctic. <laughs> while they... <laughs> Pete's floating in the t- in Tahiti. Uh-huh. Pete, do you gamble? Ah, here and there. Because <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine. Wow, that's kind of personal. No, no, no. I just just losing. How a much bet. money are we talking about? Pete three dollars. You know, when there's nothing crueler than a bad beat. Say say it's a seven point spread, and there's like a pick six on the last play. I can't I can't imagine you handling that. Well, well let's just say I won yesterday. Oh, <laughs> okay. I won yesterday. I handled that game like I, like I did. <laughs> you handled it better than Dan Campbell. Yes, I did. Um, what did you win about eight bucks? Yeah, most yeah. Like, yeah, pretty much. What are the other personal questions you can ask somebody? Like, oh, I don't think that, that's not a personal question. Oh, I, We're on oh. the radio. Yeah, I would say ninety percent of our industry yeah. is fueled by sports gaming now. Just, I don't. That's not personal, is it? I don't no. know. What if he's trying to hide it from his wife? No. Okay. Uh, I don't think you could say the, that in twenty twenty four. That's true. There's not a, there's not enough. I, I'm not betting enough money to to make it a big deal. To have a blip. Got it. <laughs> no. Yeah. The, the bigger, deeper question was the other day when you said, what do you do for self-improvement? Oh, yeah. That was a loaded question. <laughs> That's a lot, a lot of walking around with that question. I'm fascinated. I'm a nomad. I'm fascinated. Because it's 0%. <laughs> thinking and walking and walking and thinking. Right. Writing some some stuff down. Do you read self-help He's books? Journaling. No. He's, he could write the self-help books. Do you That's meditate? Big. That's what they all say is take a walk and write it down. Do you right. meditate? No. <laughs> Have you what, ever been home? Have you ever like done a three day silent meditation retreat? No, no, not, not with Aaron Rodgers, not with anybody. <laughs> I mean, that's how I just had a darkness retreat. <laughs> Imagine how long could we're all anxious people. How long could you last at a darkness retreat? Oh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I think I do pretty good the first day. Second day, I, I get bored. I just would love to know if P went on, not the darkness, but if you went on one of those silent retreats, you know? Where you yeah, can't, yeah, can't like speak a, for a week. Like a three-day silent retreat. Sure. You could do it. Yep. And then you can finally talk. What's the first thing Bilotti says? It depends. It depends <laughs> so, where we are. I, I, it depends on what's going on in the world. Yeah. Like, you know, I really it, can't believe the Mets didn't sign anyone. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, that could be every day. Yeah. Uh, the Jets, same Jets, same thing. Uh, the, which coach de jour's there. It's all, yeah, it, it would have to depend upon the season that I come out of. Okay, let's simplify That's it a little bit. deep thoughts. Any New Year's resolutions? You must have those. Oh, my New Year's resolution is always this. Always be better than I was the previous year. Okay, Okay, there you go. See, he could write the book. There you go. You're right. Better than a TikTok. Be better than you were the year before. Yeah, uh, try to improve on the things I'm working on, and and, and that's it. There you go. By what metrics? None of your business. None of your business. Leave me alone. (laughs) None, yeah. How are the first 29 days going? It's going good. Okay, good. <laughs> We're getting it. <laughs> He's got two ideas for books. This is That's amazing. Right. That's right. And a lot of opinions still. So it works. What's the first book? 
I've had it with you people. No, enough with these people. <laughs> enough with these people. <laughs> yeah. The second, the second one was is, is I don't get any of this. Or what? <laughs> Nothing <laughs> makes sense. Something like that. Yeah. I'm and telling then, you. And then the third book's about Alf. Yeah. Why not you? For the people? kids. Honestly. What's you know, with these the people? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I'm surprised that Bogus did not get to the biggest sports story of the weekend. I mean, I know the Uh-oh. AFC and NFC championship games were big, but how about one team snapping a three-game losing streak at home? That would be. The Brooklyn Nets taking Uh-oh. on the Houston Rockets. Andrew Bogish on the play-by-play. Thomas, Dinwiddie, back to Thomas. He'll attack around Shengun, got in the air, finds Bridges, quarter three, and it's good. And the Nets are off and running. 11-2, just 2-20 in. That's enough. Oh, that was Sounded great. great. What is that, Iron Eagle? Can we hear some more? Van Vliet just uh. lost the ball. Walker ahead, Smith Jr. lobbing. Fitty Smith, the finish. There you Beautiful. go. That's enough. Andrew Bogish, round of applause. First NBA game ever. Excellent. Super, super proud to even be associated that with That was you. great, dude. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, made my NBA debut on Saturday. Still can't believe it happened. Um, huge thanks to Chris Carino, Tim Capstraw, the normal uh, radio guys for the Nets. Chris was doing TV. Got to babysit Capper for a little bit on Saturday. It was Let's super fun. Let's be honest. Fun. They should all be looking over their shoulders. I mean, not just that, but they actually won a game. They, well, that broadcast. is, I think, the thing. I think Evan Roberts, who is uh, maybe one of four net fans in America yeah. here in New York on FAN, uh, he is petitioning for me to be at the gym at all times now because they want to know when I'm there. Listen, you're the guy now. I mean, who saw that win over the Rockets coming? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. You know, have you noticed something that's going on, and great job again, where we're getting voice cracking on some big moments, like Joe Buck's voice cracked actually on that Lions uh, Dallas game. Yeah, it kind of gets forgotten uh, because the the play got wiped away. And last yesterday, the referee for the for the mm. Ravens Chiefs game, that guy's voice was cracking all over the place, like he was nervous. Like he was or nervous. Puberty, but I think it, it adds to the moment a little bit. I think when Buck does it, it's like kind of cool. No, is that what you're saying or? Like it adds no, I'm to the praising bogish that his oh, voice that his voice so good. Oh, so you're saying you should never have voice cracking. I thought you meant like it's so emotional that your voice cracks. Oh, like, I don't think that's really a badge of honor for a play-by-play yeah. person. The voice cracks, but the the ref yeah. yesterday. Was oh, like, I see what you said. Yeah. He was calling taunting, like he knew that Suggs and uh, Ray Lewis were waiting for him in the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna beat this guy to a pulp. I thought you meant like there's such an emotional moment that your voice cracked. No, like, but, I, I mean there was never. I don't think you were on the verge of tears at any point during the Nets game. Did anything? Uh, Mid third quarter when I was thanking everybody for letting me be there. Yeah. Was <laughs> the Oscars? Yeah. Play, uh, they start playing music. I forgot to mention Pete, though, by the way. So, Pete, thanks for all your help. Thanks. Did you well, yeah. didn't even mention me? What were you nervous about? Like, with Maybe calling when Houston Van... scored yeah. 34 points in the fourth <laughs> quarter and didn't think they were going to lose. When you said Van Vliet and didn't go Van Fleet like I always do, was there <laughs> any names that were making you nervous? Did you, what was the prep? So, Van, Van Vliet, I had a good handle on until Jacques Vaughn called him Van Fleet before yeah. the game. And that threw <laughs> yeah. me off a little bit. Uh, but the good thing for me was part of their normal routine, the radio guys, is they tape, well, actually, they go live on the Jumbotron pregame with like a little, little scene setter for the, yeah. for the fans. That freaked me out. I don't like being on camera. Plus, I can see myself on mm. this huge screen. So I was dreading that the whole day. Getting that out of the way made me feel comfortable. The radio part didn't freak me out that I'm much. I'm going to be honest. How many people were at the game? Full. <laughs> oh, really? That they are they, somehow between other teams' fans and Nets fans, 
they're almost at max capacity for every game. And this one was a six o'clock start on a Saturday. It was kids' day, oh, that so it was extra bad. loud. But they draw, they draw well. They don't have great ratings on TV because they're bad, but the Nets still do draw well. Okay, I was Mikkel say, Bridges bobblehead day. That too, I got one of those. <laughs> wow. As Ryan wearing the Nets hat, I I think um, I was going to say that to be nervous in front of whoever was literally in the crowd is going to pale in comparison to the people who heard you. Yeah, no, no, it was it was packed. Wow. So it was loud. So it was good. Get comfortable in the jumbotron. <laughs> going to be living there. 855, nice job, 855-212-4CBS. See you guys on the phones. Back to the championship round in just a moment, including Lamar Jackson. How much blame should he get for the Ravens falling short? We do that next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, talking about the championship weekend specifically the nfc championship game brock purdy's role in the comeback robin is in san francisco good morning robin hey robin how you doing i'm doing fine my name is robin from san francisco not san fran i know you sports people do that did i say san fran i think i said san francisco no, you said San Fran. That's what set me off to call you. The name of our city is San Francisco. The second thing I'd like okay. to say, okay, we hate that. We locals hate that. The name of our city is San Francisco. The second thing is is that I wouldn't call it Brock Purdy hate on your, in your part, but here's what I would like to say about making logical arguments here. Okay. Who's, throw, who's throwing the ball? Who's getting the ball there also unless you were watching a different game than what i was watching yeah i think that uh two runs that brock purdy had had something to do with uh them advancing yeah. and winning this game Robin, i said I he used think... his legs and his scrambling kept the kept and the I comeback also... alive and I, 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 I think you that... I, I think you kind of have an axe to grind with me beyond the no, brock purdy no, I don't have no. Don't project onto me. I'm telling you what I heard and what I. My okay. Well, the first thing you. you said to me was, "Don't call our city San Fran." Like you were wildly no, offended, no. which I don't even know if I said I that. I am offended. I am offended by it because <laughs> that's insane to be city. offended by Alec, that. You are such a smart Alec. I can't, <laughs> ugh, bye. <laughs> I'm not a smart Alec. I just don't want to get a. I, I think she kind of had it out for me a little bit before we even got started there. San uh, Fran is offended. Did I even say San Fran? I don't know if you said, but I'm with Robin. I mean, if you call my city uh, yeah, Philly, yeah, the city of brotherly love, you're clearly not from Philly. If you call New York the Big Apple, nobody in New York calls it the Big Apple or the well, Big Easy uh, San Fran. I thought that you're not supposed to call it Frisco. I thought people didn't like that. Frisco. <laughs> I actually have no idea if you said San Fran. I don't <laughs> either. Can we go back to the tape? Did I think I, say I it? should and only to, call it San Fran now. 
should I just own yeah. old now? I don't want people like Robin to be offended. Uh, yeah, she did have it. She did give you credit. You did. You have said nice things about Brock Purdy. I do want to make that clear. I just don't think you're all in on the Brock Purdy experience, Maggie. No, it's I'm not all in on Brock Purdy being the MVP. That's okay. what I'm not all in on. But Matt. what are you all in on? A Brock? Is Brock Purdy going to beat Patrick Mahomes on two Sundays? Can, can That's a pretty wild question when you think about it. Can anybody beat Patrick Mahomes? That's not just Brock Purdy. <laughs> Lamar Jackson can't beat him. Josh Allen can't beat him. Joe Burrow's the only one, basically. Matt is in Middletown. Hey, Matt, what's up? Uh, good morning. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I'll just say this. Critical thinking 101 is you need to have cogency in your argument. Okay. You need to have supporting evidence to back your premise. Where is your premise coming from of that, that Brock Purdy's just a good quarterback? You know what? I feel so good because we're going to the Super Bowl. We live in the West Coast. I mean, we're, champ- we're going to be champ- We're NFC champions. I mean, you should feel fact- great about it, Matt. You overcome oh, a 17 point deficit. What was the biggest play in the game? The biggest play in the game was the Lions coach's hubris trying to fly too <laughs> close to the sun. Hey, how about kick a field goal? This isn't playing Madden on a video game, bro. How about you punt it? Don't they, their coach lost them the game. See, Matt, I was going to be more generous to you. I thought the I thought the biggest play in the game was the the Brandon Ayuk catch. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Well, the, that catch, and let's just face it, there's a little bit of luck every now and then in football. There really is because yeah. if the if the ball bounces some other way, he doesn't catch it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I just say. Uh, just, just take a, a San Fran. <laughs> just, just, just take it with a grain of salt. We're a little bit uh, salty out here. We're too close to the Pacific Ocean. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you're salty. I, I, I listen. It's your favorite of the game, you know, Matt. Thank you for the call and, and enjoy it. You opened up as favorites. Yeah. What more can anyone say? Nobody's doubting this team. Nobody is saying that the the Forty ers don't deserve to be there. Nobody is saying the 49ers didn't deserve to win the game yesterday, even though you were down and played a terrible first half. What more praise can we put on, on the 49ers? Is because Come I won't on. say that Brock Purdy looks like Joe Montana, which is what Perloff is saying? Because I just think you that's know, crazy. You know that there are a lot of people who think Brock Purdy is lucky to be here. You know it. I think not, I'm not saying you say that. that. <laughs> no, he's, he's done not. a lot with his opportunity. Yeah, no, I, I think you're underestimating his role in this. I think it's a, a matter of degree, but I still think you're about 7% below where you should you be. You thought Sam Darnold was going to win a playoff game. I still think he will at some point. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's only got one more to go. That game for love. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.